No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Sometimes you win pretty, like the Winnipeg Jets did earlier this week in Pittsburgh. Sometimes you win ugly, like the Winnipeg Jets did earlier tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. But all those wins added up together equal first place in the Western Conference. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platform, we say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. With Dave Manuk, I'm your host, Drew Mandel, giving Ezra Ginsburg a well-deserved night off from this fine program. I say good evening to Dave as we discuss the Winnipeg Jets. Victorious tonight in downtown Winnipeg, that one-off before they head back out on the road. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't anything that they're necessarily going to love, particularly the back half of the game, Dave. But it is still a 2-1 victory for the Winnipeg Jets. A win is a win, and for some reason, Drew is gone, which makes this the Dave Manuk experience. All right, folks. I don't know what just the hell just happened to Drew. He's no longer connected, which means everybody is here to talk about, ah, oh, no, Drew's back. Although he's not back in Drew form. He- <laughs> Well, apparently, guys, the uh, hold on. Warren's giving me an update on the moose. I've we've lost Drew. This is amazing, folks. No, Ezzy, it is the Dave Manuk experience. I yeah, is the boy Bruce. I'm going to tell you, it is the Dave Manuk show. Didn't say Dave Manuk. You know what? I think this is my reward for joining for going and meeting so many people today who have won illegal curve merch. Not all of you, unfortunately. So I, I promise I will be getting to the rest of you this week. But I did get a lot of uh, a lot of them done today, and I got a chance to to chat with some folks, which was always nice, and uh, that was kind of a cool opportunity. Some of you who have received them in the mail, uh, they'll be, I would hope, probably by Monday or Tuesday, and so I won't be able to get those ones out just yet. But it was great to be, get a chance to meet some folks and and have some have some chit chats with the folks. So uh, yeah, Darwin was one of the people that I got a chance to uh, to to meet and. Alan, good point. Alan's telling me it's crunchy time. Well, it is crunchy time because courtesy of one of the NHL guys who watches the show, they knew that I am not a fan of the crunchy chocolate bar. So for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, although you should, I see Dave, it was a, uh, it was, uh, um, I was going downstairs to my seat in the press box and waiting for me in my seat or in the seats that are hosted where the illegal curve are, was this in fact a crunchy bar? So Perhaps I will eat it on the show. I don't, I'm not a big fan of crunchy, but, but I will say, I have to say, and this is, you know, we've got some different, uh, some different perspectives. Eric thinks crunchy is the best. Someone else said, is your boy Bruce just said it's gross. Uh, some people are wondering if Ezzy Lent drew his computer, but the funny thing is that the, uh, maybe Drew did this on purpose. Maybe Drew was just trying to, to, uh, to set me up. But he doesn't realize. I like this. I oh, good Spencer, who I also had a chance to chit with, chat with today. He says crunchy is trash. Um, but I will say, like, it was funny because I I posted this on the Leo Curve Twitter um, Instagram account, and I'm surprised at how many people actually enjoy crunchy. I mean, what is crunchy, anyways? Sponge toffee. I mean, it sounds disgusting. No offense, but I appreciate it. It was a nice sentiment. I chose to eat Smarties instead in the press box today. So no crunchy yet for me, but uh, anyways, the Jets, 
The Jets, Doug, there's another one. Hold on. I'm going to put, highlight Doug's comment. Doug, it was nice to meet with Doug as well. Get a chance to chat with him. And he was exciting for, uh, he was excited to receive his Jets overdue. And I feel bad because some of you, like Spencer, for example, and uh, it was Spencer and Mike, Michael, who I delivered to as well. He, uh, they had been waiting since like game eight and game 10. The weird part about, by the way, about Drew. Oh, he's back. All right. There he is. Are, are, well, well, well. The optimal time for my computer to just demand that it immediately restarts. Just like perfect timing. It's just the it's the icing on the cake of my day. Just that as I'm <laughs> one of my wonderful soliloquies, and I'm sure it was going to be one of my most verbose uh, introductions ever. Yes. My computer just says, bleep you. We're restarting. I don't care what you're doing. So I hope, Dave M., that you were able to man the ship as I know you were, is I was very close to taking my new computer <laughs> and smashing it halfway, halfway across the room along with, you know, I poured a, a good sized glass of wine before the, before the post game show started. Cause I yes. was a little, a little stressed and a little bit of, uh, you know, pent up talk anger. About it? Do you want oh, talk about it? This is, this is what I consider to be a counseling session. Yes. Go ahead. You, me, hundreds of people that have become like family to me, you know, if not, altogether strangers as well but strangers yeah. can be family in, in a unique way but you know i thought okay i'm gonna pour myself a nice glass of wine the kids are in bed it's sunday evening you know this is i'm gonna enjoy some wine along with the post game show sure. and my stress will dissipate yeah so i got you. my stress is gradually dissipating gotcha but it just went to about a thousand <laughs> so when i started the post game my stress was at maybe i don't know let's say a hundred and it was Ooh, gradually just took a couple sips of wine. Things yeah. were getting to feel good. Then I just skyrocketed to a thousand. And now I'm gradually working my way back down. I think I might need my wife to bring me down the entire bottle of wine <laughs> instead of just well, the glass that I have. So it's funny though, Drew, because I was listening to you talk, of course, but I'm multitasking. So I was trying yes. to get a few things done on illegalcurve.com. Yeah. And it was funny because you know, I could, I mean, we've been doing the show long enough that we, we can read each other, even if we're not making <laughs> like visual contact. So I could sense you're getting ready to come back to me. So I'm like, okay, I better come back and look at what is going on here with, with, with Drew and get ready to, 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 you know, <laughs> say my piece, yeah. get my intro on. And then all of a sudden I look and I'm like, it was weird because not only did you reset, but like you went to like the, and I don't know, I'm not sure why, but for whatever reason, our default is, is the, the tough, tough duck? duck logo? Yeah, yeah I don't I'm, I'm not sure, certain why, but anyway, so then you were just gone. So then I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm like, Drew's gone. And of course, as everyone in the chat knows, that's yeah. just my battle for my my ultimate goal, of course, is to give everyone the Dave Manuk experience. Yeah, since Drew right now is the only person of the three of us who has ever done a Drew Mandel experience. Yes, so I was hoping that I would get a opportunity to give a Dave Manuk experience. And then, but within within seconds, realizing I didn't have a lot of material. I started talking about the old crunchy bar that the folks at the NHL left for me at the illegal curve <laughs> seats. And then we descended into talking about all the people I got a chance to meet today, Drew, and all the people, all the jerseys I delivered, not just jerseys, but, you know, people who won prizes. I see merch, Jets gear, which is, you know, authentic Jets gear from IC. Right. So that was great to be able to, uh, to meet some of the people and, and have some good conversations. And like I said, we're going to do that again this week. So, all of you who haven't received it, trust me, I'm 
I'm doing it in sections. I'm doing it in sections. So I'll be hitting the North Kildonan area and Regent tomorrow. So if you're in North Kildonan and you're in Regent or Transcona, wherever, I'm not going to be too particular. Don't worry. You'll be getting your stuff tomorrow. Might even make it all the way out to uh, uh, far down on Henderson. We'll see. See if there's enough time, little bed, bath, and beyond. You know, Dave's got a busy day ahead of him. Oh, Rob. Rob's trying to get me in trouble. Who is my favorite person I met? (laughs) I am not picking favorites. I do not do that. My family likes to force us to pick favorites. So that's very much a shtick of the Manuk family. But I'm not going to. I'm, you're all my favorites. That's what I'm going to say. That's a very and, and to be honest, you, it, and a very political no, and a but very it was true. wise I, I mean, answer. Again, the truth is, like I said, I, I actually enjoyed talking to absolutely everybody. And it was sure. nice to, it was nice. It really is nice to make human contact with people. And even though we have, although I will say Spencer did bring up something that I've been championing for a long time. And I'm going to put this out there for the, for the chat to hear almost 200 of you right now. And hopefully a few more coming along. But remember folks, Spencer said we need to have some sort of, I see meetup, something of that nature, whether we do it during an away game or another time, we just do something. We'll see. But that's definitely something that I've been in favor of. And obviously the pandemic slowed down that goal. We were going to do it last year, but we are definitely going to get it done at least once, maybe twice uh, before the season ends. And we'll have some plans for the playoffs as well. So don't worry, stick around for that. We're going to have lots, uh, lots of fun things coming your way. This, the, the remaining, what is it? Uh, 38 games of the season, something like 30, that? Yeah, this was game number 44, and game number 34, 44, pardon me, leaves the Jets in first place in the Western Conference. And yeah. it's hard Plan to the parade, that. Drew. Well, I mean, you know what? I know you, we say that tongue-in-cheek, and, and everybody says, you know, plan the parade sort of tongue-in-cheek. But it's beginning to become just a little bit more realistic game by game. This was not the prettiest effort that the Winnipeg Jets have put forth uh, this season by any stretch of the imagination. You sort of have to feel a little bit bad for the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, last night, this is the second half of back-to-back for them. They played last night in Minnesota against another you know high-quality team in the Minnesota Wild, and they lost to the Minnesota Wild by a score of 2-1. to one. And they played a decent game in Minnesota, by my understanding, and they come here, and they were very, very poor to start the game. For the first 30 minutes, they were very, very poor. Let's not sugarcoat it. They had four shots on goal uh, through the first, basically, you know, maybe 28, maybe 30 minutes of the game. And then they got the goal by Clayton Cowher. And we'll get into it when we get into the Betway game recap. But for the Coyotes to, I mean, I thought they were the better of the two teams in the third period. And in maybe even the latter half of the game, this was not the Winnipeg Jets' best effort. I don't know if the travel, if the games caught up to the Winnipeg Jets. Again, this is three and four nights and four and six nights. And we know the stretch that they're in from now right through the end of this road trip, this five-game road trip. And until the end of the month, uh, things are busy for this Winnipeg Jets team. And then they get that two-week break, which I think is going to come at a very good time for them. But the Arizona Coyotes, uh, you know, I thought uh, deserved a better fate than to lose in regulation during today's game. The Jets are not going to apologize for winning in regulation and for not not going to apologize for a timely goal that was the game-winning goal off the stick of Blake Wheeler that we'll get into. And, of course, some saves made by Connor Hellebuck and a post where it looked like uh, the Coyotes had an empty net to shoot at. And, of course, Pierre-Luc Dubois, just the same way, hit a post from the Jets' perspective. So, you know, this was not anything that's going to go into the Louvre. This is not going to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame as one of the prettiest hockey games ever played by by no matter. But uh, the Jets will take the 2-1 lead, the, the 2-1 victory. They'll hold their nose a little bit, but they'll take it nonetheless, Dave. 
They will indeed, Drew, because again, you don't apologize for wins. You put them mm-hmm. in the in the pocket and you say, okay, you learn what you need to learn from it and you move on. And the Jets, look, I mean, it's funny. It's funny actually how like people look for things to criticize. And I'm not suggesting you right now, to be honest with you, because again, it wasn't, it was a it was a good start to the game, and Vimelka continues to Vimelka the Jets. And so yeah, you've got to give him numbers against the Jets. You got to give him credit. He's been phenomenal every time the Jets have ever seen him. He and he's to be honest with you, there's a reason why the Coyotes don't want him in net anymore. And they've he's said too like, he's too good. Yeah, like, he's they're like, we want, for them. yeah, they're like, we don't want this guy. He keeps winning hockey games for us. That's, there's a reason why you heard. I just recently read something that he's he was he was available in theory. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's crazy because he's the only reason that. Arizona was even in the game. The Jets, like I said, the Coyotes weren't in for the first, you know, at least 40 minutes of that, or maybe 30 something minutes of that yeah. hockey game. They weren't, I mean, they had a four minute power play. They had two shots on it or three shots on it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. not, they had one shot in the first, what was it? 12 minutes of that game. So it wasn't, it wasn't looking good for, for Arizona. No. And, but I was going to, the point I was going to make is it's funny how you sometimes look at people wanting to nitpick the Jets. And like I read an article, I don't know if it was, I think it was the hockey news and they were talking about um, the central division and they were giving out their grade. And it was almost like they were holding their nose while complimenting Winnipeg because like damning with faint praise. almost. Yeah. Like it was almost like, well, you know, they've, I, you'd like to see them win a few more games in overtime and not have 14 losses. And I'm like, are you really complaining that they have 14 losses when like all the top, like Dallas has like 14 losses. Like I was just, it didn't make any sense. And if you look, the Jets have for regulation wins and regulation and overtime wins, regulation and overtime wins, obviously the Jets are the number one. I think they have 29, but even just regulation wins, Mm -hmm. they're 22. Like they're one of the top teams in the Western. So it just seemed, it seemed very unusual for teams to, to like, it just seemed unusual that they were nitpicking given where, and then they still handed the Jets an A. So it was funny because it was, but again, it was almost like it was a mirage. And I'm like, guys, it's at this point, 43 games into the season. This isn't a mirage. This is who the Jets are. They're, they're a pretty good hockey team. Am I saying they're the best team in the NHL? No, I don't think they're the best team in the NHL, but they're up there. And they've got it. And and we talked about it for Drew for almost two hours on the Saturday show. Yeah. I mean, if this team makes one or two moves, it's hard not to see them being a challenger to win the Western conference. They're in first in the Western Conference. It's game 44. It's January the 15th. I mean, this isn't game 12 anymore. This isn't game 24. You know, you can't just keep moving the goalposts as to when a a team is for real. Exactly. Exactly. They are for real. They are the best team in the Western Conference. They are atop the Western Conference. I mean, they have, yes, they don't have as many, uh, you know, uh, uh, regulation wins. Oh, no. I mean, let's be honest. They now have as many regulation wins as everybody in in the West. You know, for a while there, that was an area of concern for me. Maybe going back six, eight weeks, uh, you know, I, I made a comment that, you know, the Jets record to me was inflated by the overtime success. But now they're winning in regulation. The, you know, all the teams in uh, the in the Western Conference, the Jets, the Stars, and the Kraken, and the Oilers, for that matter, all have this, the most number of regulation wins with 22. Yeah, so, that's my- you know, it, it, it's like, that's my point though, Drew. It's like an outdated yeah. narrative. Like you're right. Fine. If you want to say a month ago, that may have held, but it's not a month ago. 
you're not a month ago. And Drew, I mean, Spencer just donated two dollars and seventy nine cents for you Spencer, to say, Spencer. So. Spencer, have you not learned anything from watching this show? I don't work cheap, my friend. <laughs> I don't work cheap. I'll say, I'll you know, Dark Moon wants me to smile on wave. You know, no I'll smile on wave. But Spencer, if you're gonna try and and, and pay me off, my man, you got to at least have it start with, you know, a three. Yeah, like three dollars and twenty one cents. I look, I, I you know, I, I I'm a reasonable person. At least <laughs> give me three seventy nine. I I for my you know, if you want to you know, if you want to hire me on cameo, I'm gonna charge you at least three dollars. Oh not, my god, can you imagine if you had cameo? Actually, the only person who could have cameo amongst us would be Ezzy. Yeah, but then nobody would ever get their cameos. He would just take their money, and then somehow, <laughs> then he would get sued, and somehow, and somehow he'd lose his house. I mean, we're not quite sure how it would true. all work out, but it, it 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 would work out that way. In any event, the Winnipeg Jets victorious tonight by the two one margin uh, over the the Arizona Coyotes. Not the prettiest game, but a win nonetheless. Let's get into it. The Betway game recap won't take as long as some of the more recent games have taken. By the way, a- speaking of our friends at Betway, Drew. Yes. Uh, I noticed that they're they're back available on the boards all over the uh, they're on the board the um, they're the, now the pregame show sponsor for Winnipeg Jets games. So oh, there you go, there you go. So uh, they're back on the uh, on the ice and uh, in the on the pregame presentation. So a lot of continuity from the Jets game, and you keep that Betway continuity here with uh, with uh, the Leal Curve postgame show. There you go. And exactly. Sean Reynolds brooding pessimism. That's right. He says, By the way, am I Sean's assistant? Someone wasn't able to get a hold of Sean, so they sent the email to me. Somebody wasn't able to get a hold of who? Sean Reynolds? Yeah, someone wanted to get a hold of Sean Reynolds. And they're like, they're like, so they went, they found me and they're like, Are you can you give this to Sean? Which I will do. I'm fine to do that, but I just thought it was funny. Was it somebody that Sean wants to speak to? Was it uh USC? No, no, no. no. It's just a, a Jets fan who wanted to share some insight into the uh yes, thank you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> sup That's sup funny. sup thank That's you funny. spencer and in bones we trust yes we appreciate all those uh your generosity folks is very much appreciated it's completely not unnecessary but we do appreciate it uh nonetheless and uh you know i am willing to work uh, for zero dollars and zero cents so i will say <laughs> anything you basically want me to hear from me uh, that's 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 my commitment to you good folks uh the betway game recap let's get into let's it let's do it that's uh the jets win 2-1 the betway game recap is brought to you by betway one of the most trusted voices in sports betting both in canada and all around the world betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years and older to play. Please play responsibly. Uh, before we get into the actual goals, I we're talking about the um, dominance of the Winnipeg Jets to start this game. The first period, I don't know that I've seen a possession uh, disparity this significant. First period? Possession numbers for the Jets, 81% to 19% by the Arizona Coyotes. That's not just one-sided. That is uh, comically one-sided for the Jets to be having that much possession. But, you know, nonetheless, they weren't able to get any goals in that first period, Dave. It was was bizarre, Drew. They got a goal in the first period. No, they didn't. There was the second period where they opened the scoring. Oh, right. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, you're right. Play. Sorry. I was was like, wait a minute. Did I get something Sorry. wrong? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. No, but Drew, you know, the funniest part was, I. you're right. I looked at the possession numbers, and I actually thought there was a glitch. 
Like I went to natural statric and I was yeah. like, it was like, it was like a hundred to zero. Like I, it was like, what is going on? Like, is this actually accurately re representing what happened in the game? And you know, again, I test analytics. They both kind of told the same story. You saw the shots were nine one. It was, it was actually ridiculous to, to watch that hockey game. And you're like, they had no high danger chances. They had yeah. four total shots. Three of which, like I said, came on a power play, a four minute power play, which yeah. didn't look very good. I was actually shocked to see. And look, the Jets penalty, you got, you got to give them the credit, right? They're the fourth best penalty kill um, in the NHL right now. I was actually shocked to see that Arizona's um, power play is 23rd. I, I really did. I think it would be in the. You thought it would be worse? You know, <laughs> I did. I honestly, I thought it'd be like 30th, 31st, or something like that. But regardless, um, they couldn't take advantage of their power play. It looked disjointed. They really, they ran against themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, and then when they didn't, the jets were, were good or Connor Hellebuck was good, but it just, it looked, it looked like a team who had lost coming into tonight's action, eight games in a row. Mm -hmm. And it looked like a team who played last night. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely. so that, and that, and that's when, again, it's always about narrative, right? But you wondered, you know, were their legs heavy and would that, would that burn off? And we saw that that actually is what happened. Mm -hmm. But for that first period, you, again, it was twofold. One is you're like, the Jets are going to just eat these guys for lunch. Like, this is just a terrible, like the Jets are dominating them. Yeah. But Vamelka is doing what he's done against Winnipeg so many times. And that is their he your hesitation. If you're, a, I mean, I'm sure a member of the Winnipeg Jets team who sometimes these guys don't have the longest memories and they don't remember that they played against this goaltender before. But I would imagine Vamelka is a little bit in their head. I, I think they definitely know that they played against uh, Vimelka and that he's played well in this building. He's played well against the Jets previously. Look, yeah. every time that uh, you know the Jets play the Coyotes and you know play the Coyotes, and this is the second of three meetings this year, I can't uh, you know I, I forget after each and every game that Zach Cassian is still in the NHL, and then uh, the Jets play the Coyotes, and I remember that he didn't Zach play Cassian, tonight, did he? Yeah, he did. Zach Cassian, Shut up. Played, he did, Dave. He played four minutes, four and a half minutes for the Coyotes tonight. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, okay. Well, first of all, like, like yeah. no offense, playing four and a half minutes in an NHL game, like, why are you playing? Well, I mean, you, you like, you may you, as well just be sent to the AHL at that point. Well, I mean, it's a sign. I'm, but I'm, I'm, ju I'm just telling you right now, like, I had actually, and this, I, and I have no problems admi admitting this. I had no idea Zach Cassian played in this hockey game. Yeah, well, I mean, again, he shouldn't be playing at the in an NHL game. No, but I level. don't really care whether he should or shouldn't. But right. I'm just saying, like, I'm telling you right now, like, it's amazing when you watch games. And I and again, I'm watching the games, especially in like a game that's only a two-one game. Sure, it's not hard to pay attention to what's going. It's not like there's a ton of external things happening that I have to pay yeah. attention to. Right, I'm watching that hockey game. I'm telling you right now, and he had no impact on the game. Clearly, well, he played eight shifts in the entire game. So I mean, when you play eight shifts and and you're Zach Cassian, you're you're unlikely to really be impactful. But you know, Dan Robertson had to say his name once, and that was my reminder that Zach Cassian is both still playing in the league and is you know. I, I, you know, I'm going to say he's a contributor for lack of better word to the Arizona Coyotes simply because he's taking a roster spot. I was going to say, Drew, the only way you can call Zach Cassian a contributor yeah. is if you say he contributes because he's on the cap friendly cap, you know, he's against their cap. That's about the only way that he's contributing in my mind. Well, he's contributing to their, uh, the, to their quest to be towards the bottom of the standings in the NHL. How about that? In any event, it takes until the, the, you know, the jets dominate the first period. The shots are as one-sided as can be 12, four, the possession numbers are hugely one-sided. I mean, they, they, you know, it, it, the jets are in control. They don't get any goals in the first period, but they do early in the second period. It comes on the power play uh, with the, uh, 
with uh, Lawson Krause in the penalty box for tripping at the 37 second mark. Pierre Luc Dubois, he's up to 20 goals on the season, a 20 goal scorer for him. Josh Morrissey, he's up to 40 assists on the season, and Nikolai Ehlers getting the second assist uh, on the power play goal. It's Pierre Luc Dubois doing what he does best, causing havoc and tipping pucks. And it's a sh- good shot by Morrissey, very tippable puck. And Dubois does that and to give the Jets the one nothing lead. And my thought when they finally scored is, okay, here come now the floodgates are going to open. Now, you know, the Coyotes have been, uh, you know, they've been holding on for dear life just to, you know, get to this point of the game and only be trailing now by one goal. The Jets are going to, you know, any effort the Coyotes were going to go, we're going to put forth was mm-hmm. going to sort of be, be done with at this point in time. And then the Jets would take control of the remainder of the game. But my friend, that is not what happened at all. No, and you know, it's you got to give the Jets credit because they took advantage of this opportunity. And and I actually thought Morrissey scored like first watching it live, and it, of course that's right in our end of the of the press, right underneath us in the press box. So I thought for sure that ended up being uh, a Josh Morrissey goal. And then you see that you know, like I said, you watch the replay and you realize that it was a nice tip by Dubois. And then I got to give um, I know people like his "Hey Baby," but it is hilarious to hear the crowd singing the music after the fact. So he has yeah. this clearly, and you've heard it tw- not necessarily 20 times here in Winnipeg, because obviously all of his goals aren't here, but you've heard it a number of times in the city and, and folks seem to really be into it. And again, it's one of those things. And that's one of the atmospheric things I would take note of drew. I'm not doing, this isn't a weather show, but I would say like, it's one of the things that you've noticed with the atmosphere inside Canada life is this idea of the folks singing along and you can see that they're energized and it's a, there hasn't been a home game since last Sunday and there's mm-hmm. not going to be another one now for a while because they've got obviously the five on the road after tonight. So the crowd was good. It was a good crowd that everybody was there early. And like, we've seen people getting to their seats uh, late and, you know, the building is a little slow, but her I'm, Bailey, the intern's doing the uh, she's got it, but it, it just, <laughs> it got the crowd going. And and again, it was a milestone for, for a lot of guys, right? Like Dubois, he's on pace for 37, which is a career high for him. Josh Morrissey's on pace for 75 assists, but he hits 40 for the first time in his career. And Nikolai Ehlers, he's up to, what, three goals and six assists now in uh, the last four games, and he's played five games total. So, you know, I think I saw a comment. You talked about Ehlers because there was the rush in the third period where he came in you know, with 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 momentum, with with the blazing speed. And, and somebody yeah. in the chat said it almost seems like he's faster than before, which is you know hard to believe, and it's probably yeah. not the case. But he just seems to be playing at such a, a high clip uh right now and and that you know when you know if he's got if he's got some push behind him and you're the least bit flat-footed against him you have no chance like defenders have no chance against that speed i don't care who you are trying to defend against that he's probably going to be able to uh, outrace you and 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 use that speed to create a dangerous opportunity they're Mm -hmm. not all going to go in but yeah. uh, but you know they're, they're more often than not they're going to create uh, turn into something uh, you know very dangerous for the Winnipeg Jets. But and, that, and look, that's exactly what you needed. That's the kind of start you needed, and that's the kind of reward you needed from this Jets club. And it's interesting because again, Pierre Luc Dubois wasn't screening Vimelka. He was at side, but he still managed to. And you do wonder because with Josh Morrissey, you never can tell. I don't know if he was shooting that for the the tip. Or if he was shooting it for the top corner, like hard to t- hard to know. You'd have to ask him to 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 get an an honest answer. And with Josh Morrissey, you know, you would get an honest answer. Right. But um, 
you don't know. And it, but regardless, like I said, it's it's a good way for the Jets to start. Gets the crowd going. Folks are singing, and uh, they're up one nothing. Yeah, exactly right. They're up one nothing, and the Jets are feeling good about themselves. But to the Coyotes' credit, they fight back. They still are fighting. You thought I thought maybe they'll wilt. They don't have a shot, mind you. But <laughs> when you're only down by a goal, it only takes a very brief miscue, or That's it right. only takes one shot on goal to tie the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Clayton Keller, a uh, player whose talents are being woefully wasted because he's a dynamite hockey player. It is a shame. It is a yeah. shame. You know, and, and you know, you you hope that uh, you know at some point soon, uh, you know, better days are ahead for the Coyotes organization, so that a guy like Clayton Keller can uh, revel in that success. Although you know, the consolation prize of living in Arizona isn't so bad, uh, yeah. and getting paid uh, you know millions of and dollars paying like no taxes. So. Yeah, exactly. It's Clayton Keller, his 15th of the season, assists to Schmaltz and Chikrin, and he just demonstrates a great deal of patience. And the Mm -hmm. Jets are, I don't know if they're running around. I don't think that's probably the right description, but they're just sort of caught. And he's got the patience, and they're doing everything that they can to try and knock the puck off of his stick. But they're flailing. Maybe flailing would be the right word. Uh, in, in this case, and he waits and he waits and he waits. And just when you think that he's waited too long and maybe he's put himself out of position mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the angle, well, he's a damn good hockey player for a reason. And he finds the angle and he uh, gets it in the net. And all of a sudden, a Coyotes team that is, I think this is their fifth shot of the game and you're at the 11.02 mark of the second period, which means you're basically halfway through the game and you have maybe five, maybe six shots all of a sudden, they're tied up at one, and that's a boost to them and a little bit of a sag for the Jets, I would say. Yeah, there's no question about it because they, Drew, they hadn't done anything. Yeah. I mean, again, that was their first shot of the period, mm-hmm. right? It was just their, like you said, it was their fifth shot total. And you have to give him credit. I mean, he's an excellent shooter. And what did he do? And, you know, I think flailing was a perfectly appropriate uh, adjective, Drew, because it describes what Adam Lowry was left doing. Yeah. Because he was flailing on the ground trying to take away the bottom of the net, hoping that Connor Hellebuck had the mid top part of the net covered. And he was a bit out of position. Mm-hmm. So he, you could see he's coming over, but it, it was reminiscent of the goal Mark Shifley scored against the Penguins the sure. other night where the net is pretty wide open. I mean, obviously it's not identical, but it's similar in yeah. that nature in that he has a lot of, of open net to, to shoot at. And so, yeah, I mean, you got to give him credit. He, he, he waits and look, it, he's got 15 goals and he's a, he's a good shooter on a pretty bad team, but you give him credit because it's a nice goal. And it's a goal that you're, if you're a Jets fan is deflating because you're, you, again, Vamelka's is in your mind. It's like, he's got voodoo and uh, he, you're wondering how many goals you're going to score against him because he is, he's a good goaltender. I mean, and he's yeah. proven that against the Winnipeg Jets. And like I said, a number of other teams this year. And even though Arizona isn't a good team, you know, a good goaltender on a bad team can still win you a game. We've you seen can, that before. Uh, look, it, it, you can totally. They have a goaltending prospect who's in who's in the system that they are they're really high on, which is a part of the reason also why they think why you hear Vimelka's name on the trade block every now and then because they could probably get that a pretty penny for him given what he's doing on a terrible team. You put yeah. him, you know, behind a, a better team, he would probably you know even have even some better numbers and things of that nature and get even a little bit more notoriety. Plus, he would you know he he cost you know a fair bit to acquire, so you can sort of understand it from the Coyotes' perspective they're not really interested in winning games. The organization isn't, uh, hence the Zach Cassian playing four minutes in today's hockey game. Uh, but the players themselves, players never 
you know, never want to lose. They still have the professional pride. They still have the professional desire to be, to get a win in the ledger. You think these guys want to lose game after game, 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 after game. Sorry, I was skipping there for a minute or two, but they don't, they want to get a win. And so the coyotes to their credit really took it to the jets from the last half, from the back half of the second period through the remainder of the game. They had the advantage in the possession numbers from the second period and the third period. Coyotes, uh, 57% to the Jets, 43, uh, 43% possession numbers in the second period. And then in the third period, even more lopsided, 62% to 38% for the Coyotes. So the Coyotes, I, you know, I'll give the players credit. When things weren't going their way and when they were down one nothing, and when they had four shots on goal through the first 30 minutes, they could have just stopped playing. But they fought through it, and they and they really made it difficult on the Winnipeg Jets. And if it wasn't for Connor Hellebuck making a number of timely saves, and if it wasn't for Blake Wheeler and his 11th goal of the season coming at the 1645 mark of the second period with assist to Mark Scheifele and Cole Perfetti, you wonder what would have happened in tonight's game. That game, that goal, the game-winning goal by Wheeler, you saw the smile on his face. Everybody saw the smile and the chuckle on his face. Yeah. That's a great goal for Wheeler because he starts the play and then he finishes the play. And it looked like the play was a dead play. It looked like Perfetti had mm-hmm. taken it a bit too deep or was maybe trying to be a little too cute, which might speak to the Vamelka being in their head idea rather than shooting from a prime opportunity. He he took it in deeper and then it went to Shifley. He got it to Shifley and Shifley got it to Wheeler, who was uncovered to put it behind Vamelka. But it sort of was a bit of a broken play that yeah. at the same time was pretty and worked out for the Jets to end up being the game-winning goal. Well, I just want to highlight Stu Smith's comment, which I did. PLD, Cal, and Ehlers are dominant line, professional line 2.0. They are getting there. Something we're going to talk about on next Saturday's show, the idea of where that line ranks. It's an idea as he had. Drew doesn't know yet, but I was going yeah. to tell him. But okay. I liked wanted to highlight Stu's comment because it's, it is it is quickly becoming one of those things where that line looks fantastic together so you do wonder how they compare to the other you know lines dominant lines top lines in the nhl something we'll talk about when we have a little more time on saturday show right now getting back to that second goal drew you're right blake wheeler was all smiles yeah and our photographer colby spence uh took some good shots of that on of course the illegal curve instagram so you can go check that out right now not right now but after the show you can do it right now because instagram isn't doesn't take any sort of brain power really just kind of scroll 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 like 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 Kind of like you should be liking this show, like, like, like. So it's a it's an interesting play because you do wonder if the Jets were getting a bit too pass happy, mm-hmm. and and are they get, being trying to be too cute? And I, I saw that comment in the in the in the chat already about how the Jets were trying a little too hard to make the perfect pass. And so there, in that our, instance, there's our photographer extraordinary Colby Spence there he is. right there. All right, Colby's in. All right, yeah. hey Colby. So. By the way, Colby took a hilarious picture. I don't know if anybody saw it, but uh, of Captain, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Like, I actually texted <laughs> here. I'm going to read the text I sent Colby in before the game because I, I looked down and Colby was shooting the game. And then, like, he always does, you know. And so he's sitting there in the pre, in the during warm up. And uh, I texted him saying, Are you talking to Jack Sparrow? Just as a joke, because the guy kind of, from my perspective in the press box, kind of looked like he was wearing a pirate's outfit. But it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, why would a guy be wearing a Pirates outfit to a Jets Coyotes game? Yeah, nothing about it. Uh, nothing about it make it any sense. Yeah, I didn't understand. It didn't scream to me. This is a pirate game. You know, who wants to be a pirate? I don't want to be a pirate. So I didn't really make a lot of sense to me. 
And I'll, so I'll go get my puffy shirt. Yes. So then Colby sent me the pictures of the guy who literally is dressed up like Captain Jack Sparrow, which of course I again posted on the Illegal Curve Instagram, which you can check. But as uh, Colby says, Jack is in the peg. So it was in fact a guy dressed up like Captain Jack Sparrow. Who knew he was a Jets fan? But sure enough, he was in the crowd. And uh, now, Drew, sorry, I got, I'll get back to talking about the second Jets goal. That's right. Well, if there's anything that folks have learned, it's something we talk about quite often is this show never stays on the rails for very long. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was funny. Like I, I tweeted, like Wheeler was literally just standing there laughing after the Jets scored that goal because mm-hmm. he, I think he just marveled at how good the pass was. And you how see, I, easy... I, have a, I have a different take on it. I think he was laughing because he was exhausted. Because he, think about his, think about his shift. He's okay. the one who started the play. So he back checks all the way. Okay. To the Jets blue line, where the, yeah. where the where he forces the turnover, where he then transitions the back up the ice into towards the offensive zone. I think he was standing there and he was sort of laughing because both because you know he had the opportunity to score, but I also think he was gassed on the play and he was sort of chuckling like, "Look at you know, let's look at the great effort we all put forth to mm-hmm. end up with the puck on my stick here, and thank God it did because I had nothing left in the tank to try and you know uh, recover another puck if it went around if it went deep in the zone or." you know if i had to transition back to playing defense on that play i think it was sort of that he was chuckling both at the success of the play yeah and at and and at the effort he put forth because he really did put forth a great effort on that play because he's the one who started it and he's the one who finished it yeah and and like i guess that's totally possible as well i just i think he was just a bit incredulous because right there thank you jason in this post-game oh. interview, Wheeler said he was laughing. There we go. He was totally gassed. There we go. Drew's assessment was the correct one. So Drew gets the uh, lollipop after the game. Well done, Drew. And can I stick uh, my lollipop in my red wine? Yeah, you can do whatever you got to do. Yeah. But regardless, so there you go. That explains why Blake Wheeler was laughing. And uh, it wasn't that he was incredulous at how easy that goal was. It was because he was gassed. And regardless... 250th goal for Blake Wheeler wearing a Winnipeg Jets uniform, his 40th game winning goal. Of course, it's it's a spoiler alert in case you didn't realize the Jets won the game, but it was his 40th <laughs> game winning goal. By the way, goal. if you didn't know the Jets won the game and you're watching us on the post game show, so you're some, really no, no, that's not true. I talked to some folks about their different watching things, and some people will watch our show even if they didn't watch the game drew no I no saw no someone... but they is there anybody who ever tunes into our yes I, show that... drew there was, there was someone who actually said i didn't watch the game what was the result okay that then, so then, i then, then i don't shiver, say these shiver things... me timbers then yes, lady. I'm i don't <laughs> i do not say this stuff out of turn drew this is this is this is fact this is fact i fact checked this come on anywho um so he now has 40 career game winning goals wearing a winnipeg jets uniform which is still two behind Kyle Connor, but it ties Ilya Kovalchuk. Mm. And speaking of Ilya Kovalchuk, Mark Shifley moved ahead of him yeah. into second all-time on the all-time points list uh, with 616. Kovalchuk had 615. Um, Shifley's already uh, second on the Jets 2.0 alone list. And um, also, Cole Perfetti hits the 20 assist mark uh, for the first time in his career, obviously. And he is now tied with Mason McTavish for second on the um, rookie scoring rookie, list. Yeah, and they're Baller. both behind Matty Beneers, who is at uh, 36. So McTavish and Perfetti have 26 and, and Beneers has 36. So, um, you know, he's, he's in the, in the mix for the, uh, the, the Calder uh, again, you know, he's looking good. And again, as I don't want to say who 
was the analyst. You said Cole Perfetti could replace Andrew Kopp, and you're not going to lose the offense. But uh, he's so <laughs> far. Did, he's you showing... didn't say it. You just pointed at yourself. So you're okay. Well, I did this. I did this time. But yes, you're right. I yeah. may, have, may have said a, a time or two before on a little thing called the Illegal Career Hockey Show. But regardless, it doesn't matter. The Jets take a two-one lead, yeah. and you're wondering at that point, Drew, whether it is a kind of a floodgate situation well, because it wasn't you're, though. Well, but again, and the reason why, but I know it wasn't. Thank yeah. you. I watched, I was, I did watch the game, but the reason why I say that is because one, the Coyotes are playing a back-to-back and two, they've already lost eight in a row. So you do wonder if they're, again, I, you do wonder if it catches up to them and they just kind of sag a little bit, but to their credit, as you've just outlined, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, you know, look, and they were the better of the two teams in the third period as well. And the Jets were—I mean, they were fortunate. The Jets. I'm trying to think how many really, you know, good scoring chances did they have in the third period? I mean, the one that comes to mind, of course, is Pierre Luc Dubois ringing it off the post. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, where you could see the reverberations on that. And I thought he was, uh, you know, not dominant. That wouldn't be the, the right word, but I thought he was uh, effective and he was a bit of a bully at times, which is how the Jets want him to be uh you know uh you know to be to to be there uh to to that's how he he's most impactful but the coyotes were you know pushing and pushing and pushing and i honestly thought they were going to tie it up they had so many different opportunities uh to to tie it up and yet you know connor hellebuck stood tall made a number of key saves the post that the coyotes hit was a huge one because that really should have gone in because he had a wide open net to shoot at there uh, you know, but uh, it was it was a victory nonetheless by the Winnipeg Jets, but not one that they're going to bottle up, not one that they're going to say that they're thrilled with. They sort of have to say, okay, we'll take the two points, go back on the road. Obviously, Montreal on Tuesday, Pierre-Luc Dubois is announcing uh, a foundation of some sort tomorrow. Yeah, uh, which I'm curious. Kind of to like a the- kind of like a takeoff of what uh, um, uh, PK Subban? No, no, no. no. Okay. Um, no, uh, uh, Vincent LeCavalier did for, oh, for there, many okay. years. Uh, and I believe LeCavalier's foundation raised a million dollars courtesy of our friend Murat Atesh telling, uh, I saw him tweeting that earlier. So, uh, I believe the announcement is tomorrow at four o'clock in Montreal. Yeah. And, and look, and it's a great cause. And I give kudos to any professional athlete who's giving back or any person who's giving back to the community. Cause so many people do that and, and they all deserve the praise uh, for doing so. I'm going to be a little bit interested there to see if there's any element of that foundation that might benefit someone or something back in Winnipeg. Because, of course, the Pierre-Luc Dubois and his contractual status is still sort of a cloud and a topic of conversation that's happening for everybody. And, you know, I'm trying to read through the tea leaves a little bit and I might be reading too much into something. But if there's an element there that is going that that is involves uh, a Winnipeg charity or a Winnipeg, uh, you know, uh, some aspect of it that is Winnipeg related. I would say mm-hmm. that's a good sign for the Winnipeg Jets. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think the reality is he wants to get back to his community. Sure. I think eventually he may. I mean, if he signs a long-term deal, I would see him doing that something in Winnipeg as well. But I, I don't see that as a negative if he doesn't so- do something Winnipeg-based. Like, look, giving to charity is giving to charity, yeah. whether it's here in Manitoba or in Quebec. I don't really care. I'd rather just see a guy giving of himself and, and doing something so it giving to less fortunate is giving to less fortunate and i'm just saying i understand what you're i understand your 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 inquiry drew i would just suggest i don't think you can read too much into it that if there's not a winnipeg based element to it 
It doesn't mean he hates Winnipeg and won't sign here. I just think like he's giving, wanting to give back. I mean, this is something he wanted to do last year. Mm-hmm. And it was, and again, it's going to give to the community where he grew up. And it's similar to Jonathan Taves. Like people don't lose their mind when Jonathan Taves gives to, a, you know, uh, money to, to uh, uh, an arena here in Winnipeg because he's giving back to the community that brought him up and supported him as a young player. So I wouldn't look at anything that Pierre-Luc Dubois is doing in Montreal and say, well, not, there's no Winnipeg-based connection. I Again, I, my suspicion would be that if he signs here long-term, you'll see that that sort of take place. But I, I wouldn't, I, my own personal opinion, I wouldn't think anything of this other than he's giving back to charity, which you want to see a lot of these these young hockey players who make a lot of money be able to do. Look, I agreed everything, you know, giving to charity is first and foremost, the most important thing. So I agree wholeheartedly and I'm not by no means. am I. And I'm not saying to... you're poo-pooing it. Right. I'm just suggesting that I don't think there's a connectivity there. Right. That's fair my enough. That's, that's, my that's completely fair. But speaking of charity, uh, before we wrap up the Betway game recap tonight, we do want to mention that this was the project 11 game, uh, which of course is, is a great cause, uh, you know, the mental health uh, initiative uh, that the Winnipeg Jets launched, uh, you know, in, in honor of the memory of Rick Rippon, who we all remember uh, lost his battle. Uh, and so we, it was great to see uh, all those Project 11 representatives and all the hockey talks uh, uh, messaging that was going on throughout the game tonight, because uh, it's a hugely important topic. And, you know, you want to see things of that nature. And it's great to, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't make mention of that and highlight that. And the Project 11 choir that sang the National yeah, Anthem. Yeah, they were today. great, actually. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, w- that was terrific and something that uh, is a great initiative. And uh, it was talked about. Uh, I thought saw Darren Dreger tweeting about it, and I think it was talked about on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast on Friday. Uh, Connor Hellebuck's book oh, that book, he's yeah. produced, uh, you know, talking about mental health and, and and things of that nature. So, you know, these are all uh, great initiatives, uh, you know, that deserve to be uh, highlighted and mentioned uh, as important. Uh, you know, these are going to help people. What we talk about here on on the post game show and the game themselves. Help people. I know we help people. I'm not saying we don't help people, but these are, you know, real things that are going know, to tangibly help people and and remove any stigma that might exist and things of that nature. So it's uh, more than more than just uh, in passing words. You got to make mention of it to uh, to to highlight the important tasks that are being done and the good deeds that are being done all over uh, the community. Yeah, and the, and now you got to again you credit organizations when they do things the right way and you have to credit the jets for their uh you know memory of rick rippon and wanting to keep his memory in as part of this community and and honor his legacy in the manner in which they've done and and make a difference in mm-hmm. the lives of thousands of, of manitoba kids um not necessarily every single year but maybe they do i don't i don't know the numbers but the reality is to be honest with you they help one kid that's one it. more than than, than anything else. And that's, that's fantastic. So uh, that you, you love to see it. You want to see the, you wish you didn't need that sort of initiative, but mm-hmm. we were pragmatic on this show and we know that it is needed and it's necessary. And these resources aren't always readily available. So you want these things for, for young people, for anybody really who has mental health uh, needs, but specifically for the young people who are uh, needing them and getting them. And like you said, Drew, it's removing the stigma from society and allowing everyone to better themselves and get healthy. And that's all that we care about. And, and again, like you said, it's, it's, a, it's an important initiative and one the Jets deserve a lot of credit for, for maintaining. 
There you go. Well said. Agreed wholeheartedly. That's been the Betway game recap for this Sunday evening. It's, of course, brought to you by Betway. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. When we come back here on the Illegal Curve post-game show, we'll do some contest giveaways. We'll read some of the post-game comments that uh, came out of the Jets dressing room and much more on the Jets and the Coyotes, the Jets victorious tonight, 2-1 over Winnipeg Jets 1.0 to move atop the Western Conference. First place in the Central, first place in the West. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk with you on a Sunday evening. Don't go anywhere. It's the Illegal Curve postgame show. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about 5 bucks? Come on, $5? No yep. way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. Come on, there's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, all the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. 
Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. 9.35. It's a Sunday evening. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk with you. Ezra Ginsburg getting the night off. I believe Dave Manuk is getting Tuesday night off, if I'm not mistaken. That's when we'll be next in action on the Illegal Curve post-game show after the Jets and the Montreal Canadiens do battle in the Belle Provence before the Jets head out to Toronto and then Ottawa as part of this Western or Eastern Canadian road trip before it swings down through Pennsylvania again and then Nashville to wrap it all up. Hello of a schedule it's just an odd odd schedule i don't fully understand uh uh how it was made i don't really understand why you fly him home from pittsburgh and then fly him back to philadelphia a week later but uh but it's it's funny drew i i, I we, we say this every year and then i realize there's so much repetition in the nhl schedule because and as i would know because when i type in you know the, the if i'm doing the work on illegalcurve.com and i type in you know, game 42, Jets, Penguins, blah, blah, blah. I'll see like, oh, that's not the first time they played game 42. It's actually the third time that they played the 42nd game of the season against the Penguins. So you're like, okay, there is a lot of repetition with the Jets schedule. We tend to forget, of course. And I would be curious if you actually put year after year after year, obviously not with the COVID years, Mm -hmm. but it'd be very interesting to see every year how much repetition there actually is in the schedule that we tend not to focus on because of, you know, I mean, who has a? It sounds like a, you're taking a project on there, Dave. It I am like you're not volunteering for you. you know, absolutely well, not. Seems like somebody's volunteering to do a deep dive Negativo. into some scheduling consistencies. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no. my parents are now. My parents are texting me. They're now very concerned about my stress level after my my speech earlier about my stress level being so high that I'm being I'm resorting to 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 looking at a glass of red wine to relieve it. But uh, rest assured, my parents, that I'm fine and everything shall be okay. It had to do with dinner and unfortunate uh uh customer service mishap uh with a with with dinner and you don't want to get in the way of me and my dinner because uh, that's going to be ugly for just about everybody but nonetheless it shall all be fine it shall all work out i kind of feel like we end. need to talk about that drew because like clearly i jokingly tweeted at you although yeah, yeah, that was funny. I, it really is a shame that you have to like i saw kenny's water bottle say and i didn't see the exact reason he put that in there but he said something about having um sarcasm emojis uh, you know, put the little eyes indicating you're being sarcastic, but it's like, if you want to be sarcastic, do you really want to have to be sarcastic and indicate you're sorry, being sarcastic? It's kind of a shame. It's, it's one of those things like that's been lost and I understand context is hard to read through text, mm-hmm. but like, it is a shame that you have to indicate, yes, I'm being sarcastic. I remember once I made a, I made a, I'll give you an example. Jets related example. I once made a joke about Patrick line, a, only having 40 like it was it was mostly assists yeah and i'm not joking some guy was like started ripping on me saying your typical media complaining about this and i'm thinking to myself if you have a fucking brain cell in your head 
you can read my text and you can understand what it said. What, like if I'm lauding him for having all of these assists, it's a pretty obvious that I'm like being sarcastic. And this guy's like, and then the worst part was he thought I was doubling down. And I was like, you're just too stupid to understand. That's not me doubling down. That's not my fault. That's a you thing. That's not a me thing. And then if I turned out, he was like, a, I knew a, I had a buddy who was buddies with him. And I texted him. I said, is your friend okay? Cause he's like going at me and I'm like, I don't think this guy is all there. So anywho, that's right. F-bomb alert. Sorry, Spencer. Dave getting fired up on us. On fired a, on up. A, fired up. I, did I, not, I want to be I able to be sarcastic. That coming on this Sunday evening that Dave's all of a sudden getting all fired up and everything. Well, but I, appreciate I don't like it. it. Nonetheless. I don't like it. Don't, don't, don't try and challenge me when I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, that's right. Don't you should know Dave's sarcasm because it's clear for everybody. Uh, I want to give a tough duck hardest hitting comment. I'm going to give it out to, to, I don't know if it's Hey Bale. I think it's Hey Bale more than likely. We we're talking about sense. Project 11 and how important of initiative it is. Uh, his comment, her comment, I'm not entirely sure, but let's go with uh, the comment. Growing up with Tourette's, it would have been nice to have a Project 11 initiative back yeah. in my day we were taught just taught to turn the other cheek and that really is uh speaks to the importance of these kind of initiatives and things of that nature and why they're so important why it makes the world a little bit more of a caring place and mm-hmm. isn't that so important that with you know nowadays everyone's so quick to anger and everyone's so quick to judge and everyone's so quick to dismiss walk a mile in someone else's shoes and i think things like this project 11 initiative and so many of the other good causes that are being supported not necessarily strictly by the winnipeg jets but just good causes and good people and good uh you know and people who just care about their fellow human being uh need to be highlighted and it's so important so hey bale that's the tough doc hardest hitting comment send me an Send me an email, drew at illegalcurve.com, or you can slide into my Twitter DMs at ICDrew. Send us your mailing address. We'll send you out a toque, courtesy of our good friends at Tough Duck for uh, tonight's hardest-hitting comment. What about the Illegal Curve merchandise contest? You want to do that, Dave M.? Okay, double thumbs up coming from Dave M. So, of course, the merchandise contest, it happens after each and every post-game show here on our YouTube channel, The Way to Enter. You click in the show description. You'll see a link there, and it says contest link. Click that link. You'll see a whole list of things you can do to earn entries. And the more you do those things and the more often you do those things, the more entries you get and the more chances you have to win authentic Winnipeg Jets gear that we give away here on the Illegal Curve post-game show. One of those things that you can do, one of those ways to get 10 entries is to enter the unique code word, a unique code word that you can only find by tuning into this Illegal Curve post-game show here on youtube or the podcast version whatever way it is i don't know if anyone's guessed it has anyone get dave and i were going back and forth yes drew really somebody yes. guessed it okay I, but i already outed you i said this was a drew word i take no responsibility for this word so drew's going to explain it why he chose it i just was i, I was a little late to this because i've obviously i turned i turned my uh i became a delivery person today yes. for a legal curve so yes. I was uh, busy meeting submit and greeting. Your, submit your gas receipts to us. Our accountant will uh, send those yeah. over to you. Get yeah. them back to you in about six to eight years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pretty. I'm still waiting to be paid back from uh, from uh, the 2017 draft. But although I didn't actually <laughs> yeah. go to the 2017 draft, I was supposed to. My baba got sick. But and so I forced. Actually, I didn't go to the 2017 draft in Chicago. I was supposed to go with Ezzy. My baba got sick, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave 
So I stuck around in Winnipeg, unfortunately for Ez. So Ez had already committed to going. We were going to drive because it was just in Chicago. Instead, this he ended up having to fly. Yeah. And instead, and and again, love the guy, love the guy. But sometimes <laughs> there's a word, there's a word in Jewish called sechel, and it's it's like you know sometimes <laughs> Ez he doesn't have the most sechel because he uh, he picked a flight home that was like the most circuitous route ever from Chicago instead of taking. Chicago the direct or Chicago to where did Minnesota. he overnight? He had to, Duluth, the Duluth. Duluth, the Duluth, Minnesota airport. He was He's, literally the only person in the uh, in the in the airport in Duluth at like I don't even know. Maybe he was, but anyways, he was the only did, person didn't there. Didn't he fly Chicago, Duluth, Duluth? No, he actually flew Chicago, St. Paul, St. Paul, Duluth, Duluth, Winnipeg. No, there's no Duluth, Winnipeg flight. He must have gone Chicago, no, no, Duluth, Duluth, uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, yes, Winnipeg. Sorry, sorry, I reversed it. Yes, the, yeah. but the point is, yeah. that's what he did. And 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 I bet you, you folks didn't know until just now that you could fly from Chicago to Duluth because I yes. really didn't until all of a sudden, as he's overnighting in the Duluth airport by himself, literally the only person I think in the airport. Uh, it was Mr. Ginsburg overnight yeah. coming home from that draft. Yeah. Anyways. So anywho, then uh, it was just, it was very funny. And uh, I, I mean, I wish I would have gone to the draft, but anywho, that was a, that was a sidebar. That was a sidebar. Yeah. There you go. Kenny's water bottle is hundred percent right. If you're catching a connection in Duluth, something has gone horribly wrong. Yeah. That horribly wrong was letting Ezzy have responsibility for his own travel plans. That There that... we go. There's, there's the explanation of the word Sechel, which I didn't, I was so excited. I, I got, I got, I got a, didn't get a chance. It's yeah. having sense. And Ezzy yeah. sometimes doesn't have a lot of Sechel sense either yes. either way you say it but we do love him nonetheless and that's uh he is our ezzy and that's just another one of those uh you know stories that can that only ezzy can have uh that's but why we call him he's our ezzy that's right he is our ezzy what uh, were we talking about before oh right the unique code you were going to explain why you chose right. to give the uh the unique to- code word that well you I, it's just that you know where the jets were playing the coyotes of course and you know in arizona you know they play in I don't even know where the hell they play now. They play in Tempe because that's where the University of Arizona is. They used to play, right. of course, in Glendale. Uh, I've yeah. spent some time in Scottsdale. So I thought for the unique code word for the illegal curve contest and anyone who's been to that area of, of the United States might be able to appreciate this. The unique code word is Old Town Scottsdale. I didn't All... appreciate it. For the record, I, I did not appreciate it. Right. I know you've never been there, but anyone that's who's right. been to uh, Arizona might know that Old Town Scottsdale is sort of a, a unique uh, neighborhood. It's got its uh, it's got its charms. It's got its quirks. It sort of feels like you're walking back in time a little bit to a you know a, a western movie with an old time saloon fi- uh, feel going on there. But Old Town Scottsdale is the unique code word for the illegal curve like contest. How, I like how Frosty is so excited that he like as soon as you're about to do it, he puts it in the chat. Old Town Scott, though. Well done, Frosty. Frosty got it, but someone else got it, too. I think there was more than... Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Beep. Beep. Yeah, you didn't know beep, this? Beep. MC Buddha is blowing my mind. Get rid of the contest thing for right now, Drew. Bring this up. Uh, this Now, this isn't confirmed. Now, so now what, hold on. Hold I can on. give the context uno, on this. Uno, uno momento, por favor. Okay. Now, if Krispy Kreme is about to become a sponsor of Illegal Curve, I take back all my comments. Yeah. I wish we were getting a Dunkin' Donuts because if anybody has been to the U.S. or spent any time in the U.S., Dunkin' Donuts is better than Krispy Kreme. That's right. That's my hot take for the night because Dunkin' Donuts, if you want to compare it, if you want to put a Winnipeg spin on it, that's like comparing Robin's Donuts, which are awesome, to Tim Horton's Donuts, which suck. (laughs) 
Go on. <laughs> Your blunt nature is um, is certainly yeah. on uh, on display there, Dave. But I, I don't know that this is confirmed. I know it's going around on Twitter that there's a uh, like a, maybe a, a master plan for some new development at uh, the Seasons of Tuxedo, the outlet mall. Yeah, and yeah. It said on there that uh, you know that that Krispy Kreme is apparently going to be there, also an Arby's or something. Uh, so I mean, I know I saw there was an element of excitement going around on the Twitterverse uh, uh, earlier uh, earlier today as a result of this. But uh, you know, whatever it might be, if it is, I mean, you know, well. I suspect I know that Ezra is going to be excited. I didn't realize you would be that excited. You don't strike me as a sweets guy very much, even though we did just have our uh, extensive uh, coffee or chocolate bar conversation on uh, on Saturday's show. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I wouldn't enjoy Krispy Kreme. I'm just saying that I tend to enjoy Dunkin' Donuts more. And that's why Ezzy and I were running around Nashville with a giant box of, of Dunkin' Donuts and man, just eating them like nobody's business. Dunkin's good. Just saying. Okay. Well, thank you. And then, and again, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to dump on Krispy Kreme. I I think in fact, I've only had them maybe once with our boy KK in, uh, in North Dakota, but I'm not entirely certain if I, maybe I've had them more than once. They're good. I just, again, like I said, it's like, if I'm not comparing them to Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons donuts, but I'm just saying, it seems to me like Robin's here, Tim Hortons here, Duncan's here, Krispy Kreme there. Noxie is confer- Noxie is concerned that we've lost the plot tonight, and I gotta say, Noxie, that more often than not on this show, we do lose the plot. <laughs> that is just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what, what would you know? The, what makes this night any different than any other night? That's right, Manishtana. If you want to keep up with the Hebrew and the Passover yeah. and everything else, yeah. uh, the winner of the illegal curve merchandise contest. We know that the unique code word is Old Town Scottsdale. Hold on, is- I hold on. I want to Uno. Let's go support the local O Donuts and Bro Nuts. We'll give them a shout out too. They actually, I will say, and again, I'm not a fancy donut kind of person. Although, if you want, I got a great picture when I was in uh, in California last year. I had, I had these specialty ones, but these were literally made to order. I have to say, made to order donuts, insane. But bro, O donuts and bro nuts, uh, I've had them. They are very good as well. But so there's our, there's our there's our there's our donut uh, segment of the night. This is a, <laughs> this is a shame that Ezzy is not here because if anybody yeah, likes a good donut, it's, say, it is Big we're... Daddy. This is you and I talking about donuts is and not Ezzy being here is sort of you know the expert is Sean's is, Sean's uh, pessimism is right. There's a plot to this uh, thing now. There's no, never no. There's there hasn't no been plot. a plot and uh, no. hasn't been a plot in a long time. The plot got derailed a long. Sean long Reynolds time ago. brooding pessimism. That's <laughs> that's a great name. Uh, do you want to give the uh, winner out? Sure. Sure, okay. I'm happy to give the winner out. Thank you. Let's, Please uh, go for it. I'll I'll remove the uh, the banner of the Old Town Scottsdale. Now, I didn't know if I should use the winner's pseudonym or their real name, so I'm going to use the real name because that's how they submitted their their themselves. Some is like in bones. For the record, in bones. I sent you an email in case you didn't get it. Send me a DM on Twitter just in case because uh, the email's a little funky. But um, so because I haven't gotten a response from you yet. But so some people use. Their pseudonyms. Some people use their real names. This person chose to use their real name. So if you want to reveal yourself, you can. If you don't, I will maintain your anonymity and not re- reveal who your pseudonym is. But Neil Ferguson, congratulations. Neil Ferguson is in the chat. I saw them earlier, yes. him earlier. So yes. I'm not going to, but I'm still not going to out you because no. again, you may not want to be outed. You may want to, you want to, may want to bask in your anonymity. So, but congratulations to Neil Ferguson. Like I said, I saw you in the chat. Saw a lot of the winners in the chat, and again, a lot of future winners as well. 
hopefully now that our friends at Betway are, are back to sponsoring the Jets, we get even more merch. We'll see. That would be, we never that know. Would, that would yeah, be well, a very lovely idea. I think yes. that you are that 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 makes a lot of sense from my perspective. Maul, by the way, Maul, you're not the winner. I know Maul isn't Neil Ferguson. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> Turd Ferguson saying not me. Turd, that's a good point. That you are not Neil Ferguson. That is a good point. Uh Rob Mahoney asking if Neil and Turd are brothers. Not to the best of my knowledge, they are they're not. But regardless, congrats, Neil Ferguson. I will be uh what do you mean you haven't figured out how Turd is saying, swear in my life it ain't me. I haven't figured out how to enter yet, but I but I also haven't tried to enter yet. Well, that explains why. I there you go. I appreciate that kind of honesty. There last word on last word on tonight's post-game show goes to Winnipeg Jets head coach Pierre Luc uh, Pierre Luc Dubois. Pierre Luc Dubois. <laughs> Winnipeg wow. Jets head coach Rick Bonus talking about Pierre Luc Dubois. Quote, okay. I know he has 20 goals now, but he's very underrated defensively. He's a Mm -hmm. solid two-way player right now. He really is. Give him a lot of credit for that because he uses his size and his reach and his strength at both ends of the rink now. So that's Jets head coach Rick Bonus on Pierre-Luc Dubois. He was then also asked uh, about the Jets being in first place in the Western Conference. Oh, by the way, sorry, Drew. Neil Ferguson. There you go. Revealed. Isha boy Bruce is Neil Ferguson, folks. There you there go. There you go. All right. Yes. Well, congratulations, Isha boy Bruce, and also Neil Ferguson on being the winner of tonight's contest. So, congrats, Neil, or as Isha he's boy. also known, Isha boy Bruce. There you go. Congratulations. His middle name. Sorry, is Bruce. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I uh, didn't mean to derail you. But whenever okay. the winner, whenever the winner is shows up, we 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 throw them up on the uh, thing. So, congratulations. <laughs> To Isha Boy, and more importantly, I'm not again, highlighting the comment mall, but that's funny. Uh, <laughs> You'll see it in a second. Yeah, there, okay, but uh, but anyways, wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be funny if it really was? Yeah. What I was going to say is, um, but remember, there's lots of more opportunities to win. And as I explained to Chris, who I think is in the chat today, just because you're the winner of the uh, of the merch doesn't mean you can't be the grand prize winner. Everybody, in fact, the winner of last year month's contest was a. Uh, um, merchandise winner so there you go keep on entering you the more you enter the more tasks you complete the more entries you get the more chances you have to win and tell other people that you come and watch the illegal i mean i talked to rob today and he said he lets everybody know he knows about to know about the illegal curve hockey show the illegal curve post game show so share that information with your friends your family share it on facebook share it on and sorry drew one last sort of segue yes if I've invited you to like the Illegal Curve page on Facebook, folks, I I see a lot of people have been sent an invite from IC, which is usually me sending it to you. Just yeah, so you I'm know. not on Facebook, so you're not going to get. Well, I'm not on Facebook either myself personally, other yeah. than to manage the page. But I'm saying that there's a lot of people who have been invited. I like that, Tracy. Tracy's, and by the way, the other thing, Michael Smith, who won the uh, who won uh, who got his merch today, he sent us a picture. He was wearing an old school IC toque. So it's always great to see people wearing the, uh, the old merch and the new, and the new merch. So let's go. There you go. You've got the conch again. Thank you. I hope that I do. Uh, I was (laughs) saying that this is courtesy again of Murat's uh, Atasha's Twitter feed, Uh, Winnipeg first in the Western conference. Rick bonus says it's a testament to his players resilience, the travel, the injuries, the illnesses. He says, these are all reasons his players deserve credit it's meaningful, he says, even at game 
44. And it is yeah. meaningful. The Winnipeg Jets atop the Western Conference after game 44, which was a 2-1 victory tonight on home ice against the Arizona Coyotes. The Jets, Jets head out on a five-game road trip starting Tuesday night in Montreal. We'll be back on Tuesday night at 8.45 p.m., give or take a couple minutes for the Illegal Curve post-game show. want to say a big thank you to all the sponsors well, of Illegal Drew, Curve. I yes, have a question Dave? for you. Hold on one yes. second. I just want to... Hold on, let me just that, hide that, hide that, because I know you're about to do the thing, but hold on, what about this? Put on your antlers, it's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Okay, you go ahead and do that. I'm going to watch the end of the Ravens-Bengals game, if you don't what mind. What do you mean? Don't you, but, but don't you want to hear what happened in the Moose game? Uh, I believe they won in Belleville, if I'm not mistaken. They did. Okay, I got that part. Go ahead, I'm listening. I can multitask. Can you, though? I can. I'm a very good multitasker. Okay. Well, it all began with our friend Dominic. I might even Pop- go do the dishes and come back and see. It. That's how. That's how True. good of a multitasker I am. I don't think so. You got to. You got to stick around and hear this. Is this is important stuff? The moose after the unfortunate situation in Toronto yes. the night before, we're able to get to Belleville to take on the Senators, conclude a six-game road trip um, out east, and it got started with Dominic Toninato scoring uh, a beauty little, you know, tip goal. His, I think it was his third in five games, and uh, opened up the scoring in Belleville for the Manitoba Moose, followed by Jeff Malott, who scored a very similar goal on the power play, his team leading 16th of the season. Then Tyler Boland made it a 3-0 game for Manitoba. That would actually turn out to be the game-winning goal. And followed by Vili Hainola, who was getting back into action, of course, having been reassigned to the Moose when the uh, Jets got back some healthy bodies and needed a forward. And it'll be interesting to see what's happening with, see, Jay Miller's happy that the, and Dan, a lot of folks are happy that the Moose Minute, Manuk Moose Minute is no, back. Look, I, 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 look, everyone enjoys the Moose Minute. I apologize. This is, this is on me. I forgot that they played last night and I forgot that uh, we haven't had an opportunity to yes. talk about it. So keep on going. People yes. enjoy the Manuk Moose Minutes. Yeah, I like Kenny Waterbottle's suggestion. I should insert a question randomly to test if you are actually actively listening, Drew. I'm but an active anywho. listener. I'm very good at active listening. Yeah, but Drew, well, that's fine. We'll see. But anywho, the point is the moose. Uh, Vili Hainola. Oh, so one bird is telling me that Bengals tip ball. So I guess a lot of folks are, are focused on that. But regardless, moose took a 4 nothing lead. Vili Hainola, very unusual goal. Um, yeah. Pass over from, by Simon Lundmark, the 2019 second rounder. So same draft class as Vili Hainola. He's a right shot defenseman. A lot of guys, a lot of folks don't pay attention to him, but he's, He's, he's a guy who's worth taking note of. And um, he got picked up his 10th assist of the season on Villahinola's goal. And then the Moose would hang on to win 4-2 in the end. So uh, they come back and they're feeling good about themselves. And, and they should because, you know, they've lost a number of games, but they've been sidelined with, a, they've lost some guys to injury. We'll find out more. Uh, they traveled today. So we'll find out uh, tomorrow. They're back in action, uh, practicing, getting ready to play six at home, starting with the Chicago Wolves on yeah. Tuesday night. So it seems like um, they've been on the road like the entire month of January so far, except for, I guess, New Year's Eve, right? They obviously yeah. played New Year's Eve, but it seems like it's been a while since they've had a home game. It has been. It has been. So they've got, they played those two against Abbotsford and then, and then they went back out on the road. And then now they've got the six. So actually, hold on a second, Drew, because. Yes. We may even have tickets to start giving away, and and there may not be many opportunities. Although to be honest with you, I can usually do it on my Twitter, and mm-hmm. people want to to go to the games. But 
Oh, no, we don't have any tickets for this week, but we have tickets for next weekend. So stay tuned so for that. Stay tuned for that. I'll do that on probably Wednesday's show. No, Wednesday, Thursday's show. There's sorry. No, there's no show. Take Wednesday off. Well, I won't be taking Wednesday off. I'll be at the Canada Life watching the Moose and well, the Chicago Wolves. Take Wednesday so, off the po- from the YouTube channel. You can take well, Wednesday maybe, off. Maybe I should do it. Maybe I should do a show. Does anybody yeah, want to do? Can, maybe I'll do a wants, solo. Maybe I'll do a solo do a Dave Manuk experience. Who, who wants to do a Moose post game show with Dave? I think that I I I, I, I tune in for that. <laughs> anyway, so the point is that uh, that we'll have tickets to give away for the uh, thing, and then the question about from One Bird, which we should answer, Drew. Did yes. the ice win yesterday? They did, in fact, win eight to three over the Prince Albert Raiders. So they, um, sorry, the Medicine Hat Tigers, they leave to go play the Prince Albert Raiders on Wednesday. The um, ice are a very good hockey team. They are now <laughs> 35 and one on the season, leading the Eastern Conference. So they had a doozy of a game, a battle against Seattle, which mm-hmm. Seattle won in OT, uh, Portland with. Chaz Lucius, I don't think they've got his all of his stuff worked out yet, so he hasn't played yet. Brad Lambert played for Seattle after they left when they were in um, Saskatchewan. I'm not sure which team they were playing against, but I know he scored in his first game back in the WHL, so um, it's a good place. I don't know that we've spent that too much time talking, and I know, Drew, we've already been doing this show for a long time. Folks are going to want to get to Kenny and Rennie, yes. but uh, I think that's the best place for those two prospects, and then they'll get an opportunity to rejoin the Moose once their WHL seasons are done and uh, join the moves for potentially a pl- long playoff run. So that's, that's going to be good for their development. I think uh, for this year. Yeah. And you know, we have to, before we wrap up, just wanted to give a shout out to Kenny. He did a great job on hockey night in Canada. I Friday. told him actually, I told him today yeah. in the, in the press box, I saw him, we were walking yeah. together and I said, congratulations. You did. And I didn't realize, you know, I watched cause I didn't obviously doing something like that is significant. And yeah, I should give a shot. I actually said to Kenny, that's how we started the conversation. I actually said, Ken, I got to tell you, that was probably the best Jets broadcast that I've ever seen in, in since the Jets have been back. It was, I'm sorry. It was the best. It went like, it was front to back, top to bottom. It was all about the Jets. Sure. So for the people who are watching, everything was Jets related. I'm sure there's a lot of Jets material to talk about, but you watched the, the, the intermission. It was Jets related both periods. So it was very interesting. It was, I thought it was a very good one. And and then when Kenny said it was emotional for him, yeah. I didn't really know the reference. And then I watched the um, podcast, go back. Uh, the, I watched the Kenny just, and Rennie and I yeah. listened to why, what, what I could see in Ken's face that there was an emotional element to it, but uh, then he explained it. So yeah, congrats to Kenny on, um, on making his, his, I guess, H-N-I-C, H-Nick, Drew? H-Nick. H-Nick. Say, it, say, say, say it how it properly is said, at least in my mind and nobody else's mind. But yes, H-Nick is, is, is how you have to say it. So kudos to our buddy Kenny uh, for that and doing a Every great once job. in a while, Drew, sorry, I do. A, I look at, I mean, I always look at the chat, but when it's just the two of us, I tend to look at you and refocus, but I will obviously read the chat. And I literally just look over and I see <laughs> Spencer tweeting or tweeting, writing, two men in a tub, who says no? I don't understand the context, but all I think about is Ezzy and Spencer, and I meant Spencer today, so I can understand that, in a tub together. <laughs> Big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post-game show, the website, and the Saturday show a possibility. Our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zappia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, they're the official title sponsor of the post-game show. Boston Pizza, Seagram's, Rollies Transfer, Grid Park, and The Keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support 
of illegal curve hockey. Big thanks to all of you for joining us. It's been a very busy last uh, four straight days. Thursday post game, Friday post game, Saturday morning, Sunday post game. We're going to take tomorrow off from the YouTube channel, but of course, illegalcurve.com will keep churning out the great content you've come to expect day in and day out, night in and night out. Thanks to all of you for joining us. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us feedback here, there, and everywhere. Tell your friends. Tell your family. The best place to be each and after each and every Winnipeg Jets game and again on Saturday mornings is the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. Big thanks to Dave Manuk for joining us. I'm your host, Drew Mandel. The Jets are victorious and in first place in the Western Conference until Tuesday night. We wish you good night and good luck, and thanks for watching the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.